0: Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Let's open 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31. And I want to talk about the topic, We're Chosen by Grace. So it says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to the shame that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Awesome, so Father God, I just pray, Lord, that you just speak through me. May it be your words and not mine. I want you to be glorified, and I just humble myself, Lord. Use me, and may this word be an encouragement to many. Thank you so much, in Jesus' name. Awesome, so. Have you ever felt like there were things in the past that maybe shame and guilt held you back? Maybe you didn't feel like you were good enough, like God couldn't use you because of maybe the struggles that you're going through, or you don't feel equipped. I think we've all been there at some point in our life. And you know, the thing is, I love how this verse talks about God uses the people that that seem unequipped, that seem like that would never be used. He talks about that, and it doesn't matter. It's like God looks at our heart. He looks at our inner being. We all have struggles, we all have past. Whatever our past is, is our past. Whatever we're struggling now, whatever it is, but God can still use us. He uses all of us in amazing ways. Each and every person here has a divine purpose. In the Bible it says, before you were even in your mother's womb, he knew your name. So if he knew your name before you were in your mother's womb, he already planned a destiny for you, he already planned a purpose for you, he had great plans for you, and he already knew the struggles that you're going to go through, the things that we've done in the past, the things that we are doing now, and the things in the future, he already knew that, but does that say that God doesn't have a purpose for us? No, absolutely not. God has a purpose for each and every person here. And here's some great examples that no matter what we're struggling with no matter what we're doing whatever we're going through it doesn't matter God can use us and it says here Noah another great example Noah was a drunkard he loved to drink so much he was like one of those men who created his own winery I mean he loved wine and in there it says that he loved wine So much he created, he had his own winery and he got drunk. We see Abraham. Abraham had a wife that was so hot that he had to lie to the Pharaoh. Uh, She's my sister. And then the king, the Pharaoh actually married her and God told the king, oh, wait up, this is Abraham's wife, stop. (laughs) But Abraham was a liar. But God still used him. Jacob was a deceiver. He took his older brother's birthright Esau, and he wrapped himself with animal fur to make himself hairy because his brother was hairy, and he stole his brother's birthright, but guess what, God still used him. We see here Moses. Moses was a prophet, and he murdered an Egyptian, but guess what, God still used him. Rahab, oh dang, who's Rahab? She's a harlot, AKA a prostitute, but God still used her. She hid to Israelites into her city. And from there, through her genealogy, Jesus came out through that. But God still used her despite the struggles that she's going through. Let's check this out. Samson. Samson was this big, buff dude. And he was like a man, uh, you know, he was a hot stub with some long hair. And he had a lust issue and an anger issue, but Delilah still got him. But despite that, God still used him. We can keep going. David. Oh, who knows about King David? He was a king. He was a priest. He was a prophet. But guess what? He, despite his status, he was also a murderer. He was an adulterer. He did a whole bunch of stuff. But guess what? God still used him we're not done there let's look at Paul who became Saul Paul was what Saul was one of those biggest people who crucified who killed so many Christians but that didn't matter because God saw deeper within him he didn't see the outside action he saw the inside and God still used him despite him being a murderer a murderer of even God's own people we're not done well let's talk about Peter Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus Christ, denied Jesus three times, and then the rooster crowed. Oh, but God still used every single person. God, can you use a sinner? Do I have to be perfect? Does the shame in my past or even my struggles right now, can you still use me, God? Can you still use me despite all the struggles, all the pain, everything that I'm going through? Can you still use me? Absolutely. Because God used all those people and many more in the Bible. There's not one perfect person. God looks at the inner being, He looks at the heart. And each and every person here has a plan and a purpose. Whew. So I want to talk about. Here's the facts. Point number one. It says First Corinthians 1 26. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you are wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were noble of birth. Pretty much it says, you know, we all came to a place. We all have been to a place of where we were messed up, where we dealt with a lot of things. And you know what? I really feel like that's a place where God wants us. He doesn't want someone who has experts in a certain area. He's looking for people of the heart that, who are just uh, humble, and who are willing. And so we see here that you know God uses, and even everyone there, even Moses was a leader, but he was too scared to speak up, but that was okay because God could still use him. God is looking for the willing heart. He's looking for the humble, because at that place is where God can use you. And I feel like despite whatever struggles we're going through, whatever situations we're going through, I kind of feel like that's where God wants us. It's like a puzzle piece. God sees this beautiful like picture and this beautiful puzzle and he picks up one piece at a time. And as we're going through life, here's a puzzle piece, how am I gonna connect it to the next one? And here we are through life. We're trying to get over depression. We're trying to get out of debt. We're trying to get out of anxiety or we're trying to get over anger issues. And so here we are, we're a puzzle the piece. Through life, we grow. And so each time we put a piece in, it's like, okay, We're growing a little bit further until all of a sudden we just every time we put a piece we're overcoming But that takes time that takes just a while to do it's like God taking a pot and We're like the clay and here. He is he's molding us to fit perfectly to the destiny that he has for us but if we were too prideful if we had a haughty heart then we would just be stiff and we couldn't be molded. So how can God use someone with a haughty heart and who's not willing to really say, God, I just want to serve you? Yes, I'm not perfect. Yes, I don't, I don't know how you can use me, but I want you to mold me. I have a willing heart. And as I'm going through my struggles, I want you to use me. And I feel like that's what that's the place that God wants to use us. Is having a heart by saying, "I, I just, I just, I humble myself. I want you to use me," and He uses a lot of us at our lowest places, in our weakness, because point two for the reason, First uh, Corinthians one twenty-seven through twenty-nine. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world, and the despised things, and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. Right here, the reason why God chooses people that seem unequipped, that seem like, that the world doesn't see that they can do it, is so, in verse 29, so that no one may boast before him. So it's just God, God will receive the glory. It is through the weakness that God shows up in powerful ways. We see David, who out of all his brothers, King, he was just a shepherd boy. David's own father didn't even believe that King David would be an option to being king. So he didn't even bring him to the prophet. But the prophet said, you have one more son, bring him over. And he seemed the lowliest, the lowliest, just a shepherd boy. And I felt like, you know, that's where God wanted. He wanted to use someone like that because God wanted to, I feel, I know God loves to show up and show off all the time. He doesn't want to use someone that seems like prestigious and who's already rich and who has a hardened heart. He wants to show up and show off in powerful ways. That's how God works. And so he's looking at the heart and he saw, even though David seemed like the lowest of lowest, even out of all his brothers, his father despised him, God saw his heart. And I think that's so powerful, is that, you know, the fact is, the reason God wants to be glorified, he wants to say, wow, only God could do that. Only God could work in someone's life. And it says here, Luke 14, 15, 24, it's, it's this parable of the banquet. And it says, when one of the, those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, I have just brought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on the way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly in the streets and allies of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in. So that my houses will be full, I tell you, not one of these who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. We see here that the people that already were invited, they had such a hardened heart; their heart wasn't willing to serve. And so God is looking for the unequipped, because those are the people that are saying, "You know what? I don't know if I, you know, I might be." made nothing, but I believe I just humble myself and, and I want you to work through me. I'm willing to serve, so invite me to your banquet, invite me, I, I want to be there for you." And I feel like He's looking for people who have a humble and willing heart. He doesn't look at our faults, He doesn't look at our struggles, He, he looks at our heart. He is the God who really looks at our hearts. And He does that for this last point three, it's the purpose, it says, in First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 30 1:30 through 31, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boasts in the Lord. See, God uses people that seem unequipped. There's no, there's like, like God, you can never use that person. Because I feel like, The reason why he does that, because he wants to see people, he wants people with a humble and willing heart. That's all he's looking for. No matter what our struggles are, no matter what our weakness is, God is looking for the humble and the willing. No matter how we feel, we don't feel equipped enough, that's okay. God can use everyone and every person here has a purpose and a plan. Because see, it's through our weakness, God is made strong. It's through our weakness God has made strong. And so each and every person here, we've all had a past, we've all had struggles, but everyone here has been chosen. Every single pe- person here has been chosen. And I believe we've been chosen by grace because we don't deserve the plans, the big plans that God has for us, but it's through grace that God just chooses us. See, it's through grace that God forms us and it's through our struggles that God can turn it around and we can bring him glory through it. I don't know about you, but everyone here has a testimony. I know I've had a testimony and I'm still having a testimony of how God is showing up in my life. And so I want to remind everyone here who feels like, I don't know if I have a purpose or You know, can I still be used by God? Can I still be used by God? And maybe some of us are asking because whether we dealt with shame and guilt in the past and God is saying, yes, I can, I still have a plan and a purpose for you. It never left. I don't care about the struggles. I just care about your heart and your willingness and your humbleness. And so one of the words that God spoke to me is that there are people, and this is whether here or online, I feel like There's someone maybe who, they went through some struggles and you were called to ministry or that you were in a ministry and you just stopped the ministry. And it's like, no, don't stop, because keep seeking after God. It's like God wants to use you still. That purpose and the plan, it's like we all go through things, but God wants, God still wants to use every single person. I really feel like lately God's been speaking to my heart like there's a lot of people who are like I don't know what my purpose is I don't know what my purpose is and maybe there's thoughts of saying I don't even know if God has a purpose for me but I want to remind you that God has a purpose for you every single person here has a purpose I have a couple things actually to say God spoke to me and um, I felt like you Franco God spoke to me about you um, you've been hungry for like moving in the gifts of the spirit i feel like you've been asking like you kind of want to move more in it and um when i was sitting there god spoke to me and said there's a gift of healing over you um there's like god's gonna move you in the gift of healing um there's gonna be wisdom that's gonna be over you like you're gonna have this wisdom that only god can just reveal to you so you're gonna be in the workplace and you're just gonna have this wisdom that you just know it's like only god god gave me this wisdom And so I feel like that's over you I see you like evangelizing you're gonna go out and you're gonna just and I think it's so funny because when we were first talking you're like I don't want to go to church because of evangelism but I really felt like I just felt like you're gonna start evangelizing and it's just gonna be very chill because you have kind of a chill personality I just felt like God was saying I see that on you that there's like this healing the gift of healing over you and this new gift of a new level of wisdom over you and I just feel like God sees your heart and he's hearing the prayers. Like he's hearing the desires of your heart. And I feel that so strong. This whatever desire you're holding, God hears it and he, and he sees it. So uh, let me just pray for you. So Father God, thank you so much for Franco. Lord, I just pray that just the gift of healing, pour out your gift of healing upon him. Pour out your gift of wisdom. Take it to another level. Bring a new anointing over him. Thank you, God, pour out your blessing in Jesus' name. So right now, every person here that has not received Jesus and you're like, I want to receive this God. I don't know. I feel like this is who I want to know. I want to know this God who has a purpose for me. But in order to know your purpose, you have to know the person who created you. So every eye closed, every head bowed. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're like, right now, I'm ready to accept Jesus in my heart. I'm ready to know who He is. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Awesome. So, every person here, just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I accept you into my heart. Heaven is my home, in Jesus' name. And every here who's like, I'm still finding my purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. Uh, If that is you, I want you to raise your hand, and I just want to pray for every person who's still trying to figure out what their purpose is, their God-given purpose. Thank you. So Father God, I pray, Lord, for every person in here, that you just pour out dreams and visions, that you begin to speak to every individual here for their God-given purpose, that you guide them and direct them. Thank you so much. Pour out your presence. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, Text the word podcast to one 305 Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church podcast.